On today's podcast, I had Ryan McGinn, who is actually my secret weapon on TikTok. He has been managing my account for about a year. He's the one making all those crazy fonts and texts that you see on all my different TikToks and reels that have helped me gain a lot of followers. And uh, in this podcast, we go over the everything behind it, how he's done that, how he's built a company around it, you know, kind of the mindset behind the viewer and how to create viral videos. We also talk about whether or not you need to be pretty to be on TikTok. There's a lot of great nuggets that you guys got to see. So without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've taught hundreds of people all over the country how to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you want to take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can best help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. If you've ever wanted to invest with me on my real estate deals, it's now possible. At Pineda Capital, we're purchasing value-add real estate all across the country. This includes multifamily, commercial, and land development. The best part is, with my network, social media presence, and marketing strategies, we're able to get the very best deals that others don't have access to. You can join in with me on those deals if you're an accredited investor. If you want to learn more, head over to PinedaCapital.com to see our current opportunities. Once again, that's PinedaCapital.com. Welcome to The Ryan Pineda Show. Where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand. Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be better than the past. And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. Now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Ryan Pineda Show. Today... I am unleashing my secret weapon on everybody. This is the guy responsible for running my TikTok and uh, helping me get all the millions of views that I've gotten. None other than Ryan McGinn. What up, dude? Uh, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. So, you know, I was debating whether having you on the podcast because, you know, all these people are starting to copy all the trends and everything. And uh, I'm like, you know what? Let's just unleash the secret weapon on them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and scared. Because I don't want everybody to copy me, but I, I see why they would want to copy me because it's highly effective and a lot of people that we work with, which I have some NDAs. I can't quite share everybody, but, uh, you know, they, they're going to know how it's being done. So it's I'd rather be the one leading the forefront on. Yeah. Come learn from me. So. Yeah. So it's funny, man. I'll, I'll give people the background since maybe you can't um, speak on a lot of the background. But, uh, you know, I'm over on TikTok. This was how long ago was this? A little over a year ago, maybe a year and a half, maybe about a year. Yeah, because I mean, I've only been on TikTok. Like, I started right at the beginning of you know when the world shut shut down. That was when I started too. Yeah. yeah so I think um, during that time, I mean, I was making my own TikToks, and I I made all my TikToks for about six, seven months. Where dude, I was pumping out two a day by myself, editing. And look, I mean, it got me hundreds of thousands, and it was what I needed. But um, eventually. I was like, just like every other business, I'm like, how do I outsource this? Like, I just, I'm tired of making these videos myself and I uh, just don't want to do it. So I randomly came across your videos because you were just talking about TikTok in general. You were talking about, hey, here's how you make better videos. Here's how you use good cameras and hooks. I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking about. 
and you had all of these texts that people probably associate me with now, <laughs> but you had all these texts going, I go, dude, I really like that. I think that will get good attention. And um, then I started to see Grant Cardone's TikToks, and I was like, these look very similar. Now, I'm not going to say whether you work for Grant Cardone <laughs> or not, but I'm going to say that I reached out to you, and I was like, dude, um, do you do this for people? Because it sure looks like it, and if you do, I want you to do it for me. And then uh, the rest is kind of history. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then obviously we started working together. And yeah, um, I think we've, I mean, added almost 400,000 followers. Since, yeah. Since, you know, I mean, but you have a good team that does a lot in addition to that. So I don't want to take full credit for that. Yeah. But, um, it's, you know, you had a really good operation and obviously certain people are prime for better growth than others. And, you know, when we step in and kind of, you know, help people do that. But yeah, I mean, I just started on TikTok because one, I was depressed because I had just lost a bunch of video retainer clients and I didn't know what to do. And I was, I have a five-year-old daughter um, and I was stuck at home watching her because my fiance is a nurse. So um, she was like going to work every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, back when she was crazy and I was like I just had to refund out probably close to $20,000 because all my clients, I had already sent all the work and they decided to all hit refund and charge me back. And like, I actually had to go to the bank um, and pull out like my last 5k so I could make sure I had enough to pay my bills or what was before left. it got charged before back. all that. Cause they, if it was a no, you get a charge back. You have 24 hours basically to either put the funds in there or in my case, take the funds out, which put my account into a very, very fat negative balance for a little while so basically, I sat on that, um, and I was like, what do I do? And I started, that's when TikTok, and I was like, I really want to just teach videography, and I really want to teach, you know, content creation from more of a marketing and direct response perspective, because I feel like that's where the future is, and that, you know, short form, I've always been a fan of short form. I was, you know, not that I'm not good at long form, but I always performed better at short form, so I was like, let me try doing what a lot of people are doing on YouTube, and it takes them 10 minutes, and I'm going to try to do it in 30 seconds. Yeah. And, you know, when I started, you know, overly editing, filming my TikToks with a $2,000 camera, like, it was just instant hate. Yeah. People were like, why you spend this much effort? These are overly edited. Like, your information is not that good. But I, from a marketing perspective, and I guess we'd say an opportunist, was like, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be late to TikTok. And when they do wake up to the fact that they need to be focusing hard on short form, they're going to need somebody to either one, educate them on how to do it or be do it all for them. And so that's when I decided, hey, let me just create an agency, but not just in any agency. I just spoke, focus on TikTok. Um, and now it's obviously the scope has gone to Reels and YouTube Shorts as well. But in, And when I said that, I still have the video on my profile. Literally, there's like 20 comments of people saying that it's never going to work. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know and here we are, you know, a year later, um, I have six employees, and it's a, uh, you know, the company's grossing like fifty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, so dude, I love that man. And uh, first off, I, I just want to thank you personally because you've taken a lot off my plate. I mean, not only has uh, my TikTok and you know, by as a byproduct, my Instagram grown because we just repost them on there, but um, you gave me my time back because I was making all these TikToks every single morning. If you watch my original TikToks. You can see every single one was like at my house because I just wanted to film it before I went and like actually, you know, did real work. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but now 
I don't have to do anything because you guys have been able to repurpose clips like this and, you know, make it so I really don't even go on TikTok anymore. Like they're posted and people will crack me up because they'll say like, hey, I really like what you said about this. And I'm like, when did I say that? And they're like, dude, <laughs> you said it today. And I'm like, oh, because I don't know. Like you guys are posting them. You guys are picking the clips. Like I have no idea what everyone's doing. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, obviously, you know, when you, the level at which you're at and then the scale at which you operate your business, you know, it makes sense to outsource a lot of stuff, but I mean, you did it. You're, I think that you have to do it to a degree, a little bit in the beginning, especially on TikTok, Cause I feel like that's somewhere that people mess up. Right. It's totally different than any of the other platforms, you know, but you had that knowledge. So it was like even finding clips for you. And like you, you tend to, I call it speaking TikTok. Like you, you speak in a way which is easy to point out that things will do good on TikTok, and not everybody has that quality. And that, that we see that with our clients, the ones that we would, I would consider harder to grow. Um, like they just don't necessarily speak in a direct and concise manner with enough tactic tacticality to do well on on the platform. So it's 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 a good you know to go full spectrum. Like I mean, it's it's awesome to like when people can. Like we can amplify somebody that's already doing shit that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's way easier to amplify yeah. somebody who's good versus yeah. somebody who's not. And I think um, the point you're trying to make is that it's important for you to make your own stuff starting out. You know, that was the only reason I got good at it. Mm. Dude, I filmed like at least 500 videos mm. on my phone by myself. I edited them. I still to this day have never edited a YouTube, a podcast or anything. <laughs> the only thing I've ever edited is TikTok because, you know, on the app right there, it's not rocket science. No. It, I, that's one thing I love about it. I mean, I've never once used the in-app editor or any in-app features um, to edit any of my stuff or clients. Like, we don't touch it at all. But what I value in what TikTok did was it made creating a – it kind of dumbed it down enough to where people could get started. And then TikTok also allowed people that were just getting started to also get some recognition that they may or may not have gotten anywhere else, which is what – made it so addicting for, I mean, probably yeah. even yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, to go, I think at the time I had, like, 15,000 Instagram followers, no TikTok, no YouTube, nothing. And then, you know, I start making TikToks, and I get to 100,000 pretty quick. Like, I don't know, maybe it was, like, a month or two months. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. And it was just cool. And then once Instagram released Reels, I throw them on Reels, and then my Instagram explodes, too. Mm -hmm. And you're starting to see uh, YouTube shorts now. So, you know, we're experimenting a little. Like, I don't want to water down my YouTube brand with mm. all these TikToks and short form. But at the same time, I kind of want to hop in and, you know, if, if one of those can go viral, it's a lot of subscribers. Yeah, I think we're going to see. Uh, I mean, you, like, you've kind of been a very early adopter to the short form, like heavy short form. And it may... Um, you know, some people, some other, like obviously Gary Vee's comes to mind, like he's been a very big proponent of just content in general, but he went, started going ham on short form very early on. Um, you know, I think it, you can see it just with how society acts and reacts. Like it's such a headline-based society and a clickbaity based world we live in that they don't want to, unless you get their attention with enough short form pieces of content to get them to sit down and let's say watch an hour, you know, an hour podcast I think most people start the wrong direction. They don't they they don't focus enough on just getting people's attention and getting building that little community based on, yo, I'm just gonna keep showing up and if you like me, you'll stick around. And that's right. kind of what I've kind of adopted with my TikTok was, you know, because I've since gone away from the content creation videos mainly because they just don't get as many views. Right. And, you know, my business model is to show people that I know how to get views. 
So all I'm really trying to do on my TikTok is figure out creative ways to drive a lot of traffic to myself. If the byproduct is I get a good amount of followers, that's cool too. But also when I'm working with bigger clients, I just want to show them, yo, I'm like in this too. Like, you know, if, if we make a video for you and it goes viral, which will happen at some point, like I know. You make what, enough videos, you'll go viral yeah. on TikTok. Like I know what it's like to get destroyed on TikTok. <laughs> I know what it's like to get a hundred duets of people that don't like you. Like, and I try not to let that happen to my clients because that's usually generally speaking that we had a failed video because it was taken out of context. Right. You know, and, but in the retrospect, it's like when you get taken out of context, it's usually nine out of 10 times you always go viral. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's such a weird balance to follow with TikTok. And it's, you know, but it's turned into, you know, I mean, not that I don't enjoy creating videos about creating videos, but I also knew that that skill set was going to limit me. I just needed to go super broad. And that's when, like, I just started just basically giving advice to Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, uh, when I first reached out to you, right, like I, I watched your videos and I didn't see you talking about, you know, wanting to do it for other people. It was just like you were giving out good value and all this, like in, in your headlines and everything and your bio, there was nothing like, hey, if you want me to do this for you or you want to learn how, message me. There was nothing. I just messaged you because I was like, hey, you make cool videos. Like, do you think you can make me cool videos? <laughs> and, you know, we got on a call and you know, we started talking and that was when your agency was much smaller. Mm. And, uh, I was like, okay, this guy gets it. Like, let's, let's roll with it and see what happens. And, um, I, I don't know if the results were like instant or anything, but you know, over time it's just been a great thing. Yeah. It, it most, I mean, most people's results, I mean, we've had some smash hits, like, you know, some people are, you know, are very easy to make go viral and with viral comes followers, you know, usually 10 out of 10 times, like you get some amount of followers and the more times you go viral, it just kind of, you keep getting more followers. But yeah, I mean, some people are a little harder, but yeah, I think it, it took, you know, it took about six months or so of us probably doing yours before we really started cracking the code to like, you know, now we this is what of, people like yeah. when, when, you know, well, for what I say, when Ryan talks about this, that's a, that's a hundred K views. Like when he says that, that's probably a half a million. If he, if, if he says that and does this and it's in this location, he's probably going to get over a million. Yeah. Like, and that, that's kind of, we've just kind of broken it down to like the science of things too, as, I mean, I see a lot of data. Yeah. Like, you know, we're doing close to 800 videos a month or so right now, like for all of our clients, which I don't need that. That's hard for me to even fathom like that. We can push out that much between what I would consider still a pretty small team. You don't, do you even have a website yet? No, like you don't have anything yet. I don't like, have a name for my business. My no. name, it's just me. Like, <laughs> like, I became incorporated. Like, so it's actually, uh, it's got some structure. Right. But no, I, I, I hired a new editor. Um, actually, yesterday I was on a call with him and I brought him on and he's like, oh, what's the name of the company? So I could tell him who we work for. I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's a really good question. Because <laughs> I, and mainly because I didn't want to, early on. Well, I you just, didn't expect it to be what it's become. No. And it's taken on a life mm -hmm. of its own and it's more, I, I guess the best thing is like, I, I tend to, you know, bite off more than I can chew and then just figure out how to chew it. And then yeah. it, it just, just turned into how many editors do I need to hire? What kind of training do I need to give these editors? What type of, you know, what can we systematize? How do we, and how do we keep providing the quality at which we're offering and, right. and keep it competitive? Cause I mean, I know people are going to come and start doing it for cheaper and stealing everything we do. That's just inevitable. Right. Um, they're probably gonna come faster now that I'm on this podcast, <laughs> but you know, they're like, Oh shit, you're making that much money on TikTok," But it's like, I can edit those. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's a lot to it that, you know, you know, we have, I mean, one of, 
one of the things I'm most proud of isn't just necessarily the clients that we work with, but we've made over 300 million plus viewed videos, you know, in 12, I think 12 or 13 different niches in the last like six months. And I have links and headlines and those are all archived in a nice little database for me to reference and look at, you know, so the data that, you know, being able to do that. And that's, that's what I consider viral. Everybody has their like viral terms. Like I consider viral as 1 million views in 24 hours. Right. And the most I've ever gotten off of one video was 48 million views in uh, 48 hours. Wow. And that got the girl, she's runs a prank channel. It's really good. She got 650,000 followers. Wow. That was like one of those things. That why, like, why haven't you gotten me 48 million views in 48 hours, dude? <laughs> well, there's certain type of content can be seen by a lot more people. <laughs> I know. There's only so many people that can listen to me talk about, you know, making money and well, TikTok. That, that's kind of a, a, a good point that I think a lot of people are mis- making mistakes on right now on TikTok because they treat it like Instagram and they treat it like YouTube where they're like, you need a niche. And even I made that mistake when I started because I started with content and videography tips. But you TikTok is doesn't have as many people as YouTube and Instagram does. So they can't, so they throttle your content or they don't throttle it. They just push it to the most amount of people they can that have shown interest in that type of content. And for me, prior to switching to more general topics, I was only able to really get a hundred, 150,000 views on my videos. Right. And I was like, man, why is it not going? If it's got all the indicators that this should get more and more and more. And the only indicator was, you know, it ran out of content creators or people that were interested in watching videos about that to show it to so I made one video about, you know, going out by yourself to make friends, which was completely different from anything that I'd put on my account before. And it got 4.1 million views and gained me 60,000 followers. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you too, I, I actually, um, I think on our very first call, I brought up that point to you because, uh, yeah, I don't know how many followers you had at the time, maybe like 30,000 or something. It was small. <laughs> and uh, I was like, dude, you make great content, but... To be honest, I don't think like you're really going to grow that much because mm-hmm. your niche is just so small. Like, how many people are creators that want to pay somebody to go edit videos for it? Like, it's not this huge audience of people versus yeah. the prank channel. Everyone's an audience of the prank channel. Yep. Like, I'll watch a prank video. Me too. <laughs> Anyone will, but you know, not everyone's an audience of real estate or social media or you know business in general, right? Like, and I I thought about this with YouTube and other things. I'm like, okay my YouTube. It's not growing as fast as I want it to grow. Should I broaden out and try and reach more people or do I stay in my lane, you know, understand that, you know, the niche that I'm in has a cap to it and be okay with that and just be like the dominant person in that niche because, you know, being dominant in one niche can pay you a lot of money. Yeah. Like you're learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess it's also too, you fight, fight your ego when it comes to that too, because like, I love getting a lot of views. Like yeah. I, I'd be lying if I said I I don't check my stats and, and go, why have I gotten so-and-so to go viral like 50 times and why have <laughs> I only gone viral three? Right. And it's, it makes you really question, like, you know, what am I doing it for? Why am I doing it? Like, it really forces me to, you know, kind of have that talk with yourself. Yeah. Like, but at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I want to get views. I, I like it. I like it. What, what do you think the recipe is for going viral? Um, super tactical has to be something and we call it like the first question that you should ask yourself if you make a video like even before you film most people film stuff and then just hope it goes viral like you know as you work we, we you know we tell people what to film because we know it's got a strategy to go viral and the, the main thing is is it has to be very tactical to where somebody who watches the first one so if you if you make the video and you hit post and then you watch my video because you follow me you send it to to your editor and then your editor sends it 
to two of their friends. That's like the indicator. But if it stops just with you or it only stops with one person, then it's not doesn't have enough viral potential. So people got to share it. Yeah. And, and but it's not it's from the sharing mindset of like, can I send it to my fiance? And then she shares it to her friends, which don't really have anything to do with what I teach. But the piece of advice is so good and so tactical that it can keep going beyond the niche. Right. And I think that that's, you know, you know, the more you can keep going, that's why pranks work, because you can just keep sending them to people because people just keep laughing and it's funny. Um, but that's like the first thing is, is it tactical enough? And does it share something of value to where somebody's going to go, I want to send it to somebody else. And I know that sounds like super, like that's, a lot of people say stuff like that, but I don't think they think about that before they make the video. They they think no, I, and even a guy like me who does this for a living, I did not think about it like that. Like I understand it; it's not something I haven't heard. But when I think of a good video for me, I'm like, oh, the algorithm picked it up, and it just showed it to millions of people. Like that was cool. Like I never really even thought that. Oh, probably people are sharing this a ton, and that's why it's signaling to the algorithm. Hey, people really like this; they're sharing it. And it, it comes down. It also comes down to it, it's it's a mixture of things. Like it's not like shares. Obviously, like there's no playbook. Like I don't like know anybody at TikTok that says make your videos like this and this is what we're gonna do. But you know, sharing is obviously a big benchmark because it's a human interaction. It's like it's, is was it good enough to somebody send it to their friends or text it to somebody? Then yeah, that's generally an indicator of one they watched your whole video. Right. So then that brings in the importance of like watch time, which is another big. Yeah. You know, I think likes and comments. I think that they weigh the least, but I've had videos with low watch time but high comments that have done really well too. But I mean, it it's also what you go viral for also makes is I, I don't think creators are thinking about that enough as well. Like I had a video that I was taken out of context. I got a lot of views, but I didn't get a lot of followers. But for example, that video that got four million views, you know, they got four point one million views. I got sixty five thousand followers from one video. Right. Like, because it was tactical advice, it was shareable, it was good advice, and it wasn't, there wasn't a barrier. I wasn't hiding something. I, it was just like, do this and you'll get these results. Right. And, you know, people did. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, one thing I'll add so, uh, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, I actually talk about in my social media academy. You guys can go get that at ryanpaneda.com, uh, where it's, we talk about TikTok, but it's about every platform YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, um, all that. But, uh, you know, you brought up shares, you brought up click or um, watch time, which is great. And then the other one's click through rate, right? How many times are people clicking on that video? Now, TikTok, I don't know, has click through rate, but YouTube does. I think the click through rate to your profile, meaning did they watch one video and then go to my profile? Go to your profile. And then how other many videos did they they go from there? Yeah. And so, you know, that's TikTok's version of it. YouTube's version is did you click on the thumbnail and go to that video? Mm -hmm. And, Nobody knows how the algorithm truly works. Like, everyone has their ideas. And, you know, I heard Mr. Beast talk about it one time. He was like, dude, it's simple. Click-through rate and watch time. That's it. Like, think about it. If the thumbnail is so good that people click, that's the first indication that people are interested in this video. The second indication is, did they stay the whole video? If they, you know, immediately exited out... Tells you it was either clickbait or it was a crappy video, whatever. But like, if somebody wants to click it and somebody watches it the whole way through, you got a winner. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's it. It's it's simple math. It's like people get caught up in the comments. You know, people get caught up. Like, you know, my my friend Graham Stefan. You know, he's always known for hitting the like button or smashing the like button. Right? Does that actually help him? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered that. <laughs> yeah, like I, 
I, I don't even know that Graham knows, right? <laughs> like, it, it's just a guess at this point. And, but what we can say for sure is, if people are sharing your video, if people are watching it all the way through, and they watch other videos of yours after that, obviously the algorithm likes that. And I, and I think they come at, like, the, the knowing the culture on TikTok, too, is very important. Uh, obviously, you have to hook them in. And the, the attention spans, you know, no disrespect to people on TikTok, but the attention spans seem to be quite short, meaning you have to, and they got really strong thumbs, so they swipe really fast. Uh-huh. So you got to stop them from swiping that thumb. And the hook, obviously, the first three seconds of your video or five seconds is just as important as the next three to five seconds that comes after that. Right. I think a lot of people put emphasis on the hook, but not what happens from the next three to five seconds after that. Because if you hook them in and then they don't, get a piece of information or a piece of value soon enough, then they swipe away. So it's like there, there's even that that transition period, which I think is even more, you know, we spend most of our time when we're editing, editing the first 10 seconds of the video. Right. Like we want to make sure that that's like, we front load that with as much ammo as we can to go viral. Right. And, you know, that's obviously different for everybody and every video is different, but I don't think people put enough emphasis. They're like, oh, I can just say something outlandish and that'll stop people. Or I can do something funny and they'll stop. But, okay, well, what comes after that? How do you transition from that into actually keeping their attention for the rest of this 30-second video? Right. And that that is like another, you know, it looks different for every video we do. But yeah, it's, it's something that we pay close attention to. You know, and you can see it, like, all the videos with lots and lots of views. It was like a good hook and then it flowed really nicely. And it just kept flowing. And before you knew it, it was like you weren't even watching a video. You know what? Well, you know what's funny is like, you know, they started doing the three minute videos. <laughs> and like, I remember I had one good three minute video and I was watching it. And I'm like, when is this thing going to end? Like, the hook just kept going <laughs> and going. I'm like, dude, this is the longest video ever because you're just not expecting it on yeah. TikTok. What have you seen from the longer format? Um, some people can do it. Um, <laughs> Most of our clients... I was getting bored of my own video. Yeah, most <laughs> of our clients, like, ugh, it's very hard to keep... On TikTok specifically, it's very hard to keep the attention. In our experience, past 30 to 40 seconds. Right. Like, 30 like thirty is like, you know, if there was a sweet spot for viral videos, like, 30 seconds is... From what I've seen, and we put out a lot of videos, that's where you need to fall. Um you know, there are some unicorns, like your video was like two minutes and 48 <laughs> seconds long and it got like 4 million views. So like, yeah. it, you know, but I know the editing that went into that video and it was about four hours of editing <laughs> to make that <laughs> so, 30, to make that happen. So, and I, even I, the, you know, Luis, who's on my team, shout out to Luis. He's awesome. But, yep. uh, he, I was like, you spent how long on that one? <laughs> he was uh, like, it was so good. I had to keep yeah, the story going. He's like, I couldn't stop. He's like, I got, he's like, I got in about, about a minute. And I was like, oh, I bit off a lot more than I could chew here. <laughs> but then I just kept going. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hi, Luis. That's a, that's not, is not, not very effective for our workflow here as a company, but I value the effort and clearly it worked. Yeah. But Luis, tried, Luis, shout out to you, dude. I appreciate it too. Yeah. We've, we've tried to recreate that um, on other occasions and it just hasn't, again, it comes down to the topic too. Like what, what is being talked about in the video? And, and that's another, you know, is it even, do people on TikTok, is it even relevant to them? Like, and a lot of people, especially marketers and people that we see in the role in a lot of the circles that we you know, we flourish in, like they, they come at it from like a me approach where it's like, I make content about this and TikTok should just, just listen to it. Well, it's like, no, you know, for example, we had a, a fitness video um, that like 
they have like a terminology for their like the loose arms, like the bye bye arm or whatever. Okay, like, I, didn't, I, didn't know that. I don't even know what like, it's. A, it's a ma. It's like a. It's a woman's like fitness term. Okay, but she said it in one video and with one terminology, and it got a half a million views. So we were like, "Yo, let's just recreate this video in a different way, and let's see if it works." Well, she said the term different. She called it something completely different, and the video tanked. So the term was more relevant. We searched it. We looked at it. The hashtag for that specific term was like 800 million views, mm. whereas for the other term, it was non-existent. So Got TikTok it. pushes stuff that is culturally relevant and popular on the platform. That's why if you mention brands like Chipotle or Hydro Flask, you're sure to get a lot more views on TikTok. Really? And I've tested that extensively. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know why that is, but um, I'm thinking that they probably spend a lot of money on TikTok. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, and I know for sure TikTok has an agenda of pushing certain people and brands and other things because uh, I've gotten the emails. So let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> you know, one of the questions I get from people is like, do you have to be good looking? Do you have to be, you know, all of these things? And you actually revealed something to me that is really crazy about <laughs> that. Um, but before we go into that, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't have the time to find deals yourself? That's where Fundrise comes in. Fundrise is a crowdfunding platform that has transacted over $5 billion in real estate and has over 150,000 active investors. While many funds like my own require accredited investors, Fundrise allows anyone to invest with as little as $500. If you'd like to learn more, check out Fundrise.com. Once again, that's Fundrise.com. Are you looking to find off-market real estate deals? One of the best tools my team uses is Batch Leads. With Batch Leads, you're able to pull data, manage lists, and send text messages. On top of that, you can get nationwide access to the MLS to get pictures and comps. My team has used Batch Leads to get some of our best deals, so I know it works. If you want to start today, you can get half off your first month by going to batchleads.io and using the promo code RYAN. Once again, that's batchleads.io, promo code RYAN for half off your first month. Now, back to the show. So tell me about this beauty filter. I did not know this was a real thing. <laughs> well, so again, there's a lot. TikTok has a lot of conspiracy theories, um, <laughs> yeah. things that may or may not be a thing. And But I do know from some very knowledgeable, well-connected people, because when you start running the accounts that I manage and you start, you know, like I've talked to people and like they're like you kind of get some insider knowledge. Um, I was become aware of what they call uh, a beautification filter or a beautification algorithm, if you will, that basically prioritizes attractive people and attractive qualities to get more views on TikTok. And you've heard people talk about this before, and there's actually a term on TikTok. It's called hashtag pretty privilege, <laughs> uh, which is a real thing, even though I like to... It's a real thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It ain't just TikTok. <laughs> but TikTok was obviously musically before TikTok, and it was owned by ByteDance, was a Chinese company, but ByteDance had other apps prior to Musical.ly that were very open about the fact that they had beautification filters. That's great. So if they had it then, and they made TikTok, my guess is it's there, and we've seen it. Like, I mean, myself is, I have a lot more views than I have followers. Now, I don't want, I try to take care of myself. <laughs> uh, maybe I am just not hacking it enough in the TikTok <laughs> algorithm. Uh, to be as beautiful as what they want to show for mega virality, but there, I would bet every bit of money that my company <laughs> makes that there is an algorithm that prioritizes attractive features, and whether that be 
um, for males like sharper jaw lines, good teeth, uh, nice hair, um, thinner faces, muscular frames. I just like, am like so curious how the the algorithm can judge that. Oh, it's scary. It's so crazy. There's a lot of scary things. Like TikTok is very um, intuitive with what they can pick up and stuff. I mean, you see it a lot with you know what has kind of well now non-existent politically on TikTok's platform. But you know, if you're wearing specific shirts that say things, yeah, you'll get flagged. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like the chicken before the egg because it's like, well, we're beautiful people just getting more views because they're beautiful and like people watch them more <laughs> or is it the algorithms giving them an extra boost on top of that, you know, already happening? I think it's an extra boost because, cause there are outliers and there are people like I, there are I, normal looking people who do great. Yeah. I think know. good content will far than being hot. Yeah. <laughs> you, if you're hot with no substance, you're going to get views maybe once or twice, but then you're not going to continue to be shown. Like if you, and that's, I think why, you know, TikTok. Like they'll blow up your second or third video. Just I think it's just to fuck with people. Just, just to be like, <laughs> just to oh, get yeah. them hooked. Yeah, you're now you're hooked. Like, and and I think the the creator of TikTok, uh, I forget. It's his smart. Name. Like he's openly admitted that that we like to keep people coming back. So, you know, I mean, it makes sense. Like people, you know, you see it in society. You see in the real world. People, it's like I mean, you live in Vegas, which is fueled by vanity. Right. Like I mean, it's everywhere. And like I, I think people are a little short sighted if they don't just admit that it's there and work to their best to kind of hack that. Like, you know, yeah, it, generally speaking, like I know firsthand that if I don't have sleeves on my shirts and I wear short shorts, like from the brands Chubbies and like certain companies, I get more views. Like I might not have it in the facial category, but maybe <laughs> I got it in the physique category, but it's, you know, these things are like, I mean, I'm always, I'm just curious about stuff like that. Dude, like. now that you're bringing that part up, I remember I had a couple of million view videos where I, I had a tank top on just doing the stupid point videos. <laughs> and I'm like, why did that video get a million views? That was weird. Yeah. I would put, put say that it's uh, your physique and the tank top. Yeah. I, I Dude, you know what? I'm, I'm filming these podcasts in a tank top from now on. <laughs> we got to increase our chances. I, know, I I was going to, but I was like, yeah, I'll just go a little more. You have a higher end audience. I didn't want to like just come at this looking like a frat guy. Like, because that's another thing too. But with those, with like with the views comes those those terminologies. Like I've been called a Chad. Like I'm like yeah. I had to look that up. I'm like I'm 38. I don't know what the fuck a Chad is. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm a Chad. All right, cool. I get. I don't see why it's a bad thing. Honestly, <laughs> it's just a sexually attractive alpha male type. I'm like that sounds pretty fucking cool. So, but yeah, the the. The comments on TikTok, will, they're, they're, they're always interesting. They're like, you're a boomer, dude. Yeah, boomer. They, they, they got everything. They got everything. So speaking of that, you know, quality of followers, you know, you see these guys with millions and millions of followers, but they're not making money, right? And then I, I've thought about this with our content. I'm like, okay, we're pretty much just taking stuff I talk about. We're not, I'm not like creating anything. I'm just, you guys are repurposing things I already say. And, you know, at the end of the day, whatever I say, I say, but I just know it's true to me. And so whoever follows me is getting something authentic to me. But then, you know, there's the trends and all these skits and things that people do. And I'm like, man, those get millions. Of, should I start doing skits? But then it's like these skits don't even I, I don't see an end game with them other than followers that don't really maybe care about your other stuff we've never as a company and I myself have never done a trend or a skit or even cared about a hashtag 
Um, and as a company who's working out with almost 30 clients, like I, I can't scale a trend, a hashtag, or a skit. I can't hit you up and say, yo, Ryan, I need you to film this video right now. I'm like, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, you're like, dude, I'm golfing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm like, okay. So, so I, the the hack for that, that we, you know, is okay. Topics. Like how do we scale topics and things that are being talked about? But it's, I I think that doing this, the the skits and all that, like, yeah, they're going to drive views. Like if it's popular on TikTok, you're probably going to get more views on that video, but it's not because of you. It's not because of what you're saying. It's because, TikTok's feeding the algorithm with stuff like people that are, are doing that skit. People are concerned about the skit. They're yeah. not it's not you. And you know, and from an influence standpoint, like I've I came into TikTok with like, I'm gonna make a lot of money from this. Like that was my goal from day one. Right. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of information to share, I have a lot of value I can bring. But at the end of the day, like I'm gonna build a business around this. And I think, you know, people lack that when they, especially on TikTok, they just fell into TikTok. A lot of really attractive people <laughs> have gotten very big followings and now they're just trying to figure out the monetization aspect. But one of the biggest keys to monetization on any platform is just you have to build influence and you don't build influence unless you talk. Right. So the, the lip syncing and the musics and the, and the dances, like, yeah. They're or big, reposting other people's videos yeah. and motivation. They don't do anything. Yeah, you, it, unless you speak and you build a connection with the audience of people like, you know, that, that can know, like, and trust you, then you're not going to be able to sell them anything or get them to buy anything. And that's, that's the key. Like brands, you know, at some point, like right now, brands are focused on driving views on TikTok. Like I've got, we got confirmation of that from one of our reps that we work with. It's all brand, brands are throwing a lot of money at just like exposure. They want exposure on TikTok. But at some point, that's going to shift, just like it did on Instagram, where people are just like, well, now we want to track everything. Like, we need to find the quality influencers and not just the ones that can make a million viewed video. Because if you, if you can make a million viewed video and get them exposure, cool, that's one. But if you can drive a thousand sales. Oh, well, and I'll tell you just from that, you know, I've done a lot of brand deals for TikTok reels and stuff. And, you know, I, I've got a good following, but you know, we're not getting millions and millions of views like these other guys, but I do know for a fact I'm getting paid to the level that these guys with millions and millions are getting just because they look at quality. Mm-hmm. And you're also building a customer base of people that trust you from the level of not only do they watch your content and they tune in, but they've invested something in you. They're now on a customer email list. They're, they're getting more personal attention from you in some way, shape, or form, whether that be a course or mentorship or calls or in-person events. Like, that's building a business, you know? Right. And, you know, if you fall on the price points, you know, which I know you fall on because we see a lot of your stuff, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't take as many, as much as, like, I would assume people think to really make a sizable living doing it. It's just also, there is um, a balance, especially on TikTok, of selling versus not selling and providing value and, you know, providing value, um, which is, TikTok is one of the harder platforms, I think, from that aspect to monetize. It, TikTok is much harder to sell on. You know, we we recently, um, I mean, I think at this point, we don't even really sell on TikTok. Like, they're just pretty much just value content, and the hope is that they find me or my company's through the other social media platforms and because it is hard to sell on TikTok. Like DMing there is a mess. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And you know, they're a lower age and just the quality of followers. So it's significantly less than a Instagram follower or a YouTube mm. subscriber or something like that. So I, I've just made the decision. I'm like, I don't even need to sell on TikTok. Like it, let them find my others. They'll find it themselves. The people who want to buy. 
Yeah, I think it comes down to it's an attention play for most people, like especially like nobody's gonna grow anywhere else right now except for on TikTok or you know, I don't want to discredit reels because you can grow really fast on there too. But from a from an algorithmic standpoint, you know, to come into YouTube right now and grow is significantly harder. Way harder. Like, and making the videos harder. Yeah. And I tell people like get to hundred K on TikTok. Like that's what we tell my clients. I'm like, let us get you to hundred K and then we'll worry about where to send those hundred K. Because once you have that top of funnel, you can start siphoning people elsewhere. Like and it happens by nature. Like I mean I have like eighty seven thousand right now on my personal TikTok. But you know, I have a lot of people on my Instagram that if I was selling something I would You'd probably sell. sell a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I don't sell anything because I'm more targeting. I'm just targeting people with businesses that are like, hey, I don't want to do this. I like the quality of work that you make. So for me, it's like I have the the privilege of not having to sell anything. You yeah. Know? Well, let's talk about that. You know, knowing your clients and everything else. Like, you know, people listening to this, they might be like, dude, I want to work with you. Like, uh, you know, what, what's that look like? And I'll tell you guys, you know, it's not cheap, right? Like it's the things we're talking about require a lot of time, expertise, all those things. And I would say most of the people that you probably get are business people, like mm-hmm. you said, because they have a way to monetize the cost of creating that content. Whereas other people who are just trying to build their personal brand, they don't have the budget to be able to afford it, nor is it a client you really want, right? Yeah. Like you want higher level business people and stuff. Like you got to know your audience um, or your customers, I should say. But uh, out of all these people you're getting, I'm curious, like how many of them are creating content and sending it to you versus me where I'm creating long form and you guys are picking at it? Um, It's right now it's about a, I would say 80, 20, 80% film directly for platform, 20%. Repurpose. Really? Yeah. Um, and I will full transparency, the repurposing from a company standpoint and a time standpoint way harder. T- is way harder. Um, and there's a lot of limiting factors to, uh, for me, you know, what I try to do, and this is like a company goal that we, you know, we've kind of set is within 30 days, we want to get you your first million view video. Like that's like, and when we don't do that, I have to figure out why, you know, and to do that, we're limited with a repurposing client. We're limited to what's already out there. Thankfully, somebody like you or some of my other clients have massive archives of stuff that we can search and find. But for the average person, they don't have, they have nothing. You know, so, they got to create their new content anyway. Yeah. So it's like, hey, just make, let's start with these 25 videos. Right. And then let's post half of them. And then let's keep the snowball going, look at what does well, and then make more of that. Make more of those. Doing that. It's and, not rocket science. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, but the repurposing to be, you know, they from a time standpoint, it's completely hands off for the client because they right. don't have to do anything, you know. But it's also we're a little more limited on what we can do. And I mean, there's probably a lot of people watching us that do this, you know, they repurpose people if, like at some point, like you're limited by because one of the biggest things that I mean, you're guilty of it because I see a lot of your edits. Yeah. You'll get on something that we're like viral potential, viral potential, viral potential, and then all of a sudden you just stop talking about it, and move on to something else. Yeah, because I'm not thinking from that perspective. <laughs> and we're like, I need you to coach. I need you to coach me up. Like, like it's well, it's just not having an ending. <laughs> yeah, like, you just go on something. It's like, oh shit, that that's viral, viral, viral. And now he's talking about golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, guys, you know I got a short attention span, just like the rest of America. So, yeah, I need to. 
we'll we'll talk after this. You guys will have to coach me up on how to continue um, doing that. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny because you you give me a lot of ideas, but I kind of don't use them. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of lazy. Like, it takes so much energy to just fo- film these podcasts and YouTube. I'm like, just whatever you get, you get. Well, it's also too. It's like I mean, it's it's creative brain power. Whether you're just focusing on like 25, you know, like we have some clients that we do like a one hour Zoom with once a month. And, like, I coach them, or Luis, somebody from my team, coaches them. Like, we come with the topics, and they're, they, they're on with Zoom. And then, you know, we're telling them, basically, okay, you didn't say this. Can you expand on that? So that way we're getting all the pieces that we need to put the video together in a format that we know would significantly stand a chance to do better. Right. Like, and that's – obviously, that's a lot of people's time and effort, so that's more. <laughs> right. But, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's a myriad of clients. I mean – some people like they just don't want to think about it. Like we work with a credit company, and they already had a like somebody they had a half a million followers. They just they're like, yo, we just like the edits, and we know they're consistent. And they want to pay for the consistency because they started slacking on posts, and they weren't making enough. So pe- we're also like an accountability for some people mm. that we we know you're gonna post because that's like you know the only reason we really don't post is if a video is going mega viral. Yeah, we don't want to post on top of it, right? You know, so and that's a conspiracy in itself of whether or not that matters. But <laughs> I know. You know from my experience, don't post on top of video going viral. Um, you know, so that's it, and it's like it's a machine, and we don't like to turn the machine off. And some clients, you know, it may take us five videos to figure out what you're going to blow up on, or it might take us fifty. You know, so like going back yeah. on what you were saying, you know, from even people trying to approach TikTok, you know, I know you have a higher level audience that kind of listens to your podcast and stuff, like. You know, it's not a platform you're going to come on, grow a big ass following, and then instantly make make a hundred k from. Like, yeah, it's it's like a it's like a a coddling following. Like you have to continually cultivate them and show them good stuff and provide value and provide value. And then in your case, all that following is going to bleed over onto the other platforms. So like when I knowing my demographic, most of all the most successful accounts that we run are already big YouTubers. Yeah, and and they have an understanding, and I don't think it's necessarily. From a, they understand the work that's involved in the content. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I were talking about this because before he got on, I was like, man, you know, are we right? Do we really want to do this? You know, like, you know, do we want to um, have like all these copycats and, uh, you know, all these things? And eventually we both just said, we're like, it's really hard to copy because nobody realizes the amount of work mm-hmm. it needs. Mm-hmm. And you were like, think about you. You have us plus your own in house team doing a bunch of stuff on top of that. And you're filming, you've got all these things you're doing in order for it to be successful. And that's why, you know, I, I truly believe, uh, you know, like the good will prevail on that. Like there's always going to be copycats. Like I actually, you know, Alex Hermosi, um, I know, I know him. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, he had a, he had a quote that or he was saying, he was just like, just be so good that they can't beat you. Right, something along that nature, and it's kind of it's something because I mean, obviously, any editor that's got any type of talent can steal edits. Like you can right. see, like I look at people's edits and go, "I'm stealing that." <laughs> that's fucking. I want to meet that, but I'm I come from the simple as I want to meet that editor. That's a really good. I want to know why he did that. Right, like I I have an idea why he did that, but I want to know why. Like you know, so that's how I found you. Yeah, you know, so it's those things. I think that you know, I mean, we spend. I mean, and even if like. We are. I, I do like what we call video benders. Um, I started in my company, and it's basically for three days. We batch a lot of it. It's the only way we can get ahead um, because of the volume that we're working. So we have to, you know. So 
you know, I tell them, hey, let's make these very clean, very simple. Don't go over the top on these edits, you know, but we need to get ahead. So we always have that, you know, those backup videos to post. And, you know, but even then, they're, the time limit for a video is an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're doing their good video, like, and all of our videos are good. <laughs> yeah. But when they're like, I, I, I tell people if you're spending, like my editors, if you're spending over an hour, start looking at your efficiency and your workflow. Like we don't use, uh, and this is another, like just from the scale that we operate, we don't use the main editing softwares. Um, I, t- I deter people from using Premiere Pro or Final Cut or mm. Vinci because they're so, they're, they're bulky softwares. Not yeah. that they're not amazing. Um, I taught myself Premiere Pro. I know how to edit in Premiere Pro, but I, I choose to edit in ScreenFlow, which is like an upgraded iMovie. And the only reason I do that is because it completely takes out any of the complicated stuff that the editing software lets you do, and it, and it dr- makes the edit come down to the topic of the video and then the flow of the video. Because that, no matter what emojis, no matter what you know pictures or funny streamers and anything that we can add in to make this more engaging, at the end of the day, it's how does the video flow and does it make you feel like you're watching a video? Right. Because that's what we strive for, is that the video should feel effortless and the video should... It's like I call it you strap in on a roller coaster and you're not going to stop until you hit the wall. And the right. wall is when the video loops. Right. And you don't know when that's coming. Right. So, like, that is a skill set that I've hired and fired a lot of editors in the last six months um, that not a lot of editors have. You know, so I know how much I'm struggling to duplicate that in my own company. So if, if you're an editor out there, and like, yeah, I'll probably hire you. <laughs> it would take you to do this on your own. Yeah, reach out to him if you're an editor. But yeah, you know, and it, that's the same thing, right? It's like, dude, it's extremely hard to do, you know, what you're doing, what I'm doing. So, you know, if somebody can do it, they were going to probably succeed anyway, like more power to them, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, you brought up Alex, um, I'm definitely going to have him on the podcast soon. I had the pleasure of chatting with him the other day and, uh, you know, really smart dude. But uh, what do you think um, is going to be the future of all of this going forward? Do you see, you know, speaking of copycats, you know, YouTube doing YouTube shorts and real, like, do you see TikTok kind of shifting away from gaining all this market share? Like, what's going to happen? I, I, this is like a this this is like the question that keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah, because I I mean you know we didn't talk too much about my backstory, but this was like the the one thing that like I could say I have a home run thing and I'm really doubling down, tripling down on it to like take it to the you know the stratosphere. But like I don't think that TikTok is going to back down because when I tell when I talk to clients, the you know the the what TikTok does is they basically taken out all the mistakes that Instagram has made. Like, they don't allow any, like, third-party softwares to log into their platform. Everything is done. You have to, like, it's, like, two-factor verifications. Like, it's very right, hard. Right, So that you're not, you're, you don't get as many of the bot services and the auto posts and all that. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, let's say, you know, that, that fucked up Instagram, you know. And then the, you don't have the, you know, you can buy fake followers and you can buy comments and likes and fake views on TikTok, but they don't get you anywhere. Right. The, the content at the end of the day wins. Right. So as long as TikTok... You know, the only downfall I see them making is the censorship. And I think that that's going to get stricter, but I think the internet's going to get more strict on censorship yeah. as a whole. Um, you know, but I think that you can't deny what TikTok, how it has shaped culture and how it has shaped what is, what becomes popular. And you see that with music nowadays. Like people just make TikTok hits and then they make albums. You know, they, it's completely shifted how we see, you know, 
see and view content. So I think the the bleed down effect of all the other platforms is going to be the videos are going to keep getting shorter. You're already seeing the biggest YouTubers that make shorter and shorter videos. Right, right. And I think a long term, you know, vision is everything will keep getting shorter, and then the stuff like this will be more on a back end and more for the creator, like to. Like, you know, you see it with the the Paul, like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, like, you know, or the Impulsive Podcast, you see with Rogan, Rogan Clips. Like, it, there's no, there's going to be really short, and then there's going to be really long. I think the middle will kind of dissipate, because you already see Instagram getting rid of, they just got rid of everything. It's now Reels or, like, you know. I always want, I'm like, why, we, we had this conversation. I'm like, what is 30 to 60 seconds on Instagram? Like, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. you're either doing Reels now, or you're, like, you IGTV. have IGTVs, you know. But I think that the whole middle would be gone. Well, now Facebook is like, all right, we're just meta now. So, like, you know, we don't even care about these. Because <laughs> we all trust Zuckerberg to put, put us into AI, right? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's going to – he's the uh, last guy I trust yeah. for sure. Yeah, great platform, by the way, but uh, I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I can't hate on Mark. He's made me a lot of money with uh, his platforms, but, man – I would not trust the guy. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's that's an interesting like that. If that goes to that route, but I, yeah, I just think I mean you can see it in the like the data is there if people want to look at it. Like all the clips YouTube channels far outperform yeah whole podcasts right. You know, so and that just tells me that people like watching three minute videos. Well, what do you think uh, about you know Instagram? Right, like one of the problems with them has been all the bots, like you said, and you know all these guys paying for fake followers and the growth campaigns and. It's like, dude, anytime I get an entrepreneur that DMs me that I've never heard of and they got, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, I'm like, yeah, there's for sure, like, not real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, that's the, so from a client standpoint, I have a lot of those people reach out to me to grow, to grow their TikToks and repurpose their reels. They're like, why can't I get all the followers tomorrow? Yeah. And (laughs) I'm just like, it's, it's significantly harder to grow them because their following is less, less authentic than it is to grow somebody like yourself who has, like let's say, 100,000 followers on YouTube. Right. Because that following will, will recognize you on TikTok. And that, and that credibility, when you start getting the comments like, of this guy's a scam, then you start seeing, well, he's got 150,000 followers on, on YouTube. <laughs> like, you know, have you watched his YouTube videos? Like, he's not. You know, yeah. so th- I, I think that you're going to see a decline in that because people are just, just, they, nobody trusts it. Like, Anybody with a brain doesn't just because you're verified now doesn't mean shit. <laughs> no, because like, it's like everybody knows you can just pay the right person at Instagram to make that happen. Right. And, you know, it's just a matter of how long until people shift their attention to real organic views, which is which is happening on TikTok and it is happening on Reels. Right. Like you can't fake those eight million viewed videos on Reels. Like, no, that's just truly viral videos. Right. You know? And with those viral videos, drives followers. So, right. You know, that's what I, you know, when I talk to to the people, like, I just say, how much are you paying for Instagram growth? Because <laughs> I'm a lot cheaper. <laughs> and it's going to give you a better result. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I just think it'll become less and less effective. And, and brands don't trust it. Like, there's sites, uh, I forget, like, there's, is it Hype Auditor, Hype Audit? Like, there's a ton of there's them. There's a ton I, of them that, like, yeah. that rate your followers based on, like, and brands are looking at that. They're not stupid. If, like, Chipotle wants to pay you, you know, 100 Gs for a campaign, they're going to look. Yeah, they, they want to know gonna do what their due they're diligence. spending their money on. Like, yeah. And, you know, I, I think we're going to see a shift in how creators get paid, too. And that's that's one thing that, like, cause for guys like you, like, a lot of people, especially influencer brand deals, they're so stuck on, oh, I'll do a video for, like, 5K. Right. Like, okay. Well, that's great. What does the brand get out of that? A lot. Like, provided that video does well. Right. Right. 
nine times out of 10, that video ain't going to do well. <laughs> like, and the creators put like half-ass effort into that. So I, like when I'm going to do brand deals, if and when I do them on my account, I'm going to be like, you don't pay me anything. But if I get you a million view video, you're going to pay me 10 grand. Right. Or 20 grand or whatever I can negotiate. However high that you're, number, you're going all or nothing. Yeah. And the way I look at it is, and I'm not limited to how many videos I can make for you to get that million. Ah, uh, okay. And I, I, something reasonable. Like, let's say, like, hey, I, I'm going to guarantee you a million views, however many videos it takes me. Yep, up to like 30. Like, right. I, I don't want to post about your brand every day for more than a month. <laughs> you know? But. You know, but I think from a from a creator and a brand standpoint, it's like, okay, now the creator has skin in the game. And now the brand doesn't have to pay you unless there's an actual tangible result. And what's gonna you know, and what's gonna do do good there is a good piece of content. You know, so the content will, will show what, you know. And then there's also like I think creators uh don't give themselves enough credit for like licensing and stuff. Like, because let's say I did that for Chipotle and Chipotle's like, hey, we want to use that as an ad. And then they start pumping 10 grand a day into your face. Oh, I I've I've gone through that. Yeah. You know, I uh I made that mistake once. And you know, I, I'm not even gonna call it a mistake, right? Because I want the brands to do good. Mm. But you know, it's like you want to use this for two years, like, no. <laughs> like you're gonna pay me to make another one mm-hmm. next month. Yeah. Like and that I, I think creators that say because they they may offer a number, and that's another thing too, like most people, especially on TikTok. Like, they're not used to making, like, lumps of money. Right. You know, and I don't want to discredit anybody's financial situation because I sold my soul for a sock company when I was making YouTube videos for five grand. Like, right, right. <laughs> like, I mean, you need to pay your bills. But the, you know, people on TikTok, their brands are getting away with, like, significantly cheap influencers um, because of, they're just saying yes to, like, $100 videos. Right, right. When, and a, you pay 100 bucks, and you're a brand. Like, the brand's like, how many lose. people? How m- We'll spend up to 10 grand on $100 videos. One of them's sure to hit, and yeah. the brand wins every time. And you, the creator, you just, you got lunch for, a few, like, two weeks. Right. You know, like, so it's, you know, you got, I think, creators. You got a couple of Chipotles. Yeah. By the way, Chipotle needs to pay me if they want me to release this. <laughs> I, know, I, I love saying Chipotle. Chipotle and Hydro Flask. I don't know why it is. That's funny, dude. Well, man, um, I just got to say, like, for anyone who is listening to this, like, there's so many nuggets you can take away from here. Um, you know, we're going to link to your info down below so that, you know, if anyone wants to work with you, um, they can go ahead and do that. I mean, I'll say this. If you're looking for any help, okay, whether it's TikTok, whether it's real estate or something, like, my my best advice is hire the expert. Like, you know, like, I... People say that because they're like, oh, you're a guru. Like, you just want us to pay you. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, it's literally what I do. I'm like, oh, I need to get better at TikTok. Even though I'm already successful at TikTok, I had already built a, a good following. Yeah. I was like, but you know what? I think this guy can help me because he he has he's doing something that I'm not. And uh, I'm just going to pay this guy. And it's been a great ROI. Like, really good. Um, so you're telling me I should raise my prices? Yeah. It's about that time. <laughs> and so... You know, you do that, and it's the same thing for me with real estate and anything else I do. It's like, dude, I just want to pay the top guy. And if I can pay the best guy, and obviously I got to be able to afford him and be able to see, you know, the ROI for what I'm about to pay for. But assuming I can see those things, I'm going to pay that guy nine out of ten. Like, you know, when you told me your price, I was like, all right. There was no haggle. It wasn't. It's like, that sounds good. Like, let's let's roll. So, yeah, dude. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, man. I, I Good clients are 
uh, I like good clients. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, for for those of you, comment below if you're on TikTok. Put your handle. I might be following back a few of you guys. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on both Apple and YouTube. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for watching The Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to work with me, head over to ryanpineda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download, so head over to ryanpineda.com.